Yeah, we're back to the regular footy. The rep round is done and dusted. It's round 10 of the NRL's Telstra Premiership. And you're going to spend the next hour talking all things rugby league with Ben Eichen, Mark Corvo and Paul Dyer here on Off The Bench. It's all thanks to the new Commodore Black with Head Up Display and Sat Nav. Just 39k drive away plus free auto. Holden, let's go there. And Kubota. Need reliable, dependable backup power. Always use Kubota diesel generators. Hello, boys. Hello, Benny. Look, this show, I can see this show going for another 30 years, the way that all the fans, the staff, the players, we just wake up every day You've and there's had some a new feedback. news story. You know what's happened? What's happened? He's had one person in the week <laughs> say, I heard the show. How good is it? <laughs> yeah, you both well? Yes. Yeah, very well. Nice to see the NRL back too uh, this weekend. Obviously, Rep Round was, was okay, but uh, we're all... Very excited oh, to see yeah. the, uh, the real competition back. Bring on the regular season footy, I say. All right, let's have a quick chat about the Thursday night game between the Dragons and the Raiders. It was St. George Illawarra down in Canberra, 16 points to 12 in Golden Point extra time. I was on a plane, still haven't watched the game. Please tell me, what the hell happened to oh, Canberra? I mean, look, you just cannot write a script. I mean, Canberra are the team that um, give you a bit of everything in every single game they play in. Um, it was all typical Canberra last night. There was some some rocks and there was some absolute diamonds. But the golden point, that last, the, the siren went um, in the first period of extra time. They've had a shot at field goal. Benji Marshall's had a shot, missed. Whiten's got the ball, run the ball back, pass to Rapana, who Rapana's run sideways, flicked it around his back to Whiten, who picked it up around his ankles, thrown a 20-metre cutout pass to Ewan Aitken, who's oh. caught it. Ran no. 20 metres and scored and won the game. Can it was I, an unbelievable finish. Can I ask, was Ricky on the sideline when it happened? Ricky fell over. <laughs> he could not control no. himself. I mean, it was one of those games, though. You know, St. George always looked in control, and Canberra had their opportunities to win the match, to be honest. You know, in that second half, they had a couple of clutch moments where they just couldn't come up with the right decision. But, you know, better performance from Benji Marshall and probably a good result for the Dragons. Rightio, the Dragons winning 16 points to 12 over the Raiders at University of Wollongong Jubilee Oval uh, to kick off round 10 in the National Rugby League. All right, let's just cover off on Friday night footy. It was the Rabbitohs up against the Eels at Pertex Stadium and the job of making finals for Parramatta just got harder after going down to South Sydney, 22 points to 20, trailing the Eels 20 to 6, uh, well into the second half. The Rabbitohs fought their way back through some Greg Inglis brilliance. He's back, GI, to claim their fourth win of the season. Now, South Sydney still sit outside the top eight in 10th position, while the Eels, off the back of being stripped of 12 points for salary cap cheating, now need to win 12 of the remaining 14 games this year to play finals footy in 2016. So on Friday night footy, it was the Rabbitohs downing the Eels 22 points to 20. The lead. Yeah, let's step straight into that big news. Uh, basically, Nathan Peets moving to the Gold Coast Titans signalled the fact that Parramatta had got themselves under the salary cap. And uh, we had Nathan on NRL 360 on Thursday night. And listen, this, this was not an easy decision for him. Uh, he nearly came to tears on the show when he started to think and talk about uh, the reaction from his teammates, how much they didn't want him to leave the club, that if he wanted to stay, that they had 
uh, he had their full support. Uh, I mean, this... It's it's a big move, isn't it? I mean, he's got to shift a young family. Uh, basically, in the space of a week, he's had to make this decision yeah. out of a club that he loves, potentially deny himself to be part of a premiership because there's no doubting that Parramatta are building something there and go to what's a, a development club at the moment in the Gold Coast, a long way away from everything he knows. Yeah, look, he's paid the uh, ultimate sacrifice as a footballer that um, basically, unless, unless he moved on, Parramatta wouldn't be eligible for points and basically wouldn't be able to compete in the season. So, you know, it's a reflection of what type of person Nathan Peets is. And I think um, it's a very, very tough moment. But for him, it's probably will be the making of him as, as a footballer. I think he's representative material. The other thing that really concerned me when he came into the show on Thursday, Nathan Peets, I, I asked him, what have you learned over the last fortnight? Mm. And he said, rugby league's a business. That's what I learned. He's and it, it it was like he was jaded, you yeah. know that they all we all come into this sport believing that at some level there's going to be loyalty and uh, you know that it's going to be about the greater good. But at the end of the day, Parramatta had to make a business decision, and it was really, I think it, it, he was wearing it that he had all of a sudden realised that you, you're almost in this game for yourself because we we are brought up to believe it's a team sport and you've got to do the right thing by the team, and he's done that. Yeah. He's gone and left Parramatta, made this big decision yep. uh, for the club that he loves, and he's not going to even be around to enjoy you know, the fruits of the last couple of years. Everybody's gone through a hard slog at the Eels to get this team at a point where all of a sudden they're going to challenge you know, the better sides and perhaps be in the mix for a premiership. Maybe not this year because they've had the points stripped, but certainly in the next couple of years. And that saddened me you know, to the point. I mean, we, we know from the outside rugby league's a business, but guess what? Yeah. We don't have to live it anymore. Yeah. So it's easy for us to say, but when you're on the wrong end of a business decision like this, geez, it must be hard to swallow. Yeah, well, what is I think, you know, whilst we don't have to live that every day in the in the playing sense, most businesses are the same, Mikey. They're political and they're, they're financial. And they're the two big decisions that most companies make. There's political, there's always going to be political um, undermining inside organisations for, for people to take different jobs inside companies. And rugby league's no different to the rest of the big corporate world. But yeah. there, there has always been a belief that sport is different than that. Yeah. But now these types of decisions, and they're happening more often, just remind us that sport is absolutely, particularly at the professional level, sport has absolutely become a business. Well, that's right. And you, th- you look at Nathan Peets and, and, you know, obviously he wanted to be loyal to Parramatta because he was enjoying playing there. He loved the club. But unfortunately with players, players will make decisions that suit, best suits themselves and clubs will also do the same thing. And um, while it's, you know, it's disappointing, it's just a fact of uh, reality of rugby league now is that everyone looks after themselves first and that's probably the way it should be. But um, I do feel for Nathan Peets in this situation that he has to be moved on. All right. The uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs had Chris Gresmill uh, walk out middle of the week. And uh, rumours are rife that, again, uh, things aren't all that happy in the South Sydney camp. Uh, I mean, you hate these sorts of things getting around about your club. It just loads a whole heap of extra pressure and... Uh, it's been a, a couple of months that the, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, I don't think, really wanted to have on the footy field after what was a pretty strong start. All right, gents, at the start of the week, in a Monday press conference, Gordon Tallis has unloaded on Adam Blair, uh, effectively calling him a grub. And I think the word coward may have even been used. I mean, he is just not a fan of the way Adam Blair plays. 
And, uh, I, I mean, when you first heard the comments, I think he's also dragged Wayne Bennett in and said that Wayne Bennett needs to come down uh, harder on Adam Blair because, uh, in effect, Wayne Bennett did exactly the same thing to Gordon Tallis when he ever let the grubby stuff come into his game. Peter Sterling agreed and said that Wayne Bennett makes, needs to take a stance. I mean, when you watch Adam Blair play, what do you see? Well, I see a player that plays close to the line. And, you know, whether you like it or not, those types of players in this competition are worth their weight in gold because you look at the Broncos and you look at where they were deficient in the last probably couple of years before Wayne got here. They, did, they lacked an enforcer. They lacked a player that gave him that little bit of edge um, in the forward pack. And Adam Blair's brought that, and the Broncos are a better team for it. We see Bo Scott, you know, at Parramatta, obviously at St. George before that, and the Newcastle Knights. Jeremy Smith, Jeremy very Smith. similar. There, there's a lot Is of... Gordy forgetting what type of player he was? Aren't Adam Blair and Gordon Tallis very similar characters? Well, Gordy was... This it... is the same guy that stood up and punched a bloke 15 times in yeah, the face. I guess what Gordy's saying is that he doesn't like the chicken wings and the shots in the back of yeah. playmakers. So he had a different style about him. If Gordy was going to come at you, his belief was that he's going to come at you front on. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I just think Adam Blair's... You know, I know Adam Blair at our club. I know the way the players respect him. He's exactly what our club needed at the time that we signed him. And we signed Adam Blair with all intentions that he plays the game a little bit differently to others. He's not a coward. And and I don't think in the moment, when you get a player's arm like that, Sam Thido's arm in the test match, in the moment, you're not thinking about how you're going to pit that arm to the ground. You're in an aggressive frame of mind. He just would have ripped the arm. I, I just... Yeah, I don't agree with the comments. Next question for you will be that that sort of uh, style of play, you know, that Bo Scott, uh, Adam Blair, even Michael Ennis, who we got speaking to this particular issue on NRL 360 on Tuesday night when he was on, I'm not sure it sends the right message to the junior game. I, I don't like the grubby style of football that occasionally comes out in the NRL, and I don't believe that the game's governing body comes down hard on it. I mean, when Paul Gallon elbowed Josh Maguire in the head while he was lying on the ground, he got a concerning act notice. That's in 2016. Now, Gordon Tallis did the same thing on Martin Lang back in 1998. That's 18 years ago. He got three weeks suspension and missed an origin game as part of those three weeks on the sideline. I mean, I, I thought the game was meant to be cleaned up. I, 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 my view is that the NRL doesn't come down hard enough on the kind of stuff that Adam Blair has in his game occasionally, so too Bo Scott and Michael Ennis. We need to be tough on so that So I stuff. agree 100%. I think you've hit the nail on the head. That, that's, that is our issue, is that if these players play like this, that at some point when they make the mistake, they need to be penalised and the club need to be penalised. So that will change behaviour. If they're spending four and five weeks at a time out of the comp, that will change behaviour. You're listening to Off the Bench. Thanks to Holden and Cabotia with Ben Ike and Mark Corvo and Paul Dyer. Very shortly, we're going to have a chat with a bloke who's won 10 Logies now, the host of the footy show, Paul the Fat Man Vorton, one of our favourites. Uh, but we'll continue the footy chat. Graham Henry uh, will be consulting to the Warriors for the next month. Smart play by Jim Doyle. I think surrounding Andrew McFadden, who he's going to give every chance to become the coach he believes he can... Uh, with smart people, uh, particularly guys who won a Rugby World Cup and I believe has been part of one of the most successful sporting franchises in world sporting history, is a really, really good player. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's a vote of confidence for Andy McFadden as well because the club, the Warriors, are trying to do everything they possibly can to help Andy be successful. And, I, and look, I hope that at some stage the club is and the players get on board because... 
Um, you know, I know Andy personally, and he's a, he's a good follower, and he's obviously a good up up and coming young coach. And the Warriors are helping out by putting the right people in place to help him. What did you make of Phil Gould's comments on Friday night's Trans Tasman Tests winning team, the Australians? This particular list is no hope of winning the 2017 World Cup. I like how Big Mel come out and tried to uh, take him head on, <laughs> saying, if you haven't played test footy, you don't know test footy, which he, he says later that he, he regretted making that comment. Mm. But he was obviously upset by Phil Gould. But, I mean, is, is Gus right? Maybe he is, that that's not the team to win the 2017 World Cup. But I'm not exactly sure that you're picking a side in 2016 thinking about a tournament at the end of 2017. I mean, what... what what was your guys' assessment? Well, you're not, but you certainly uh, you certainly got to be looking to give some experience to some players who you think potentially will be playing in that side. Maybe like Josh Maguire and Michael Morgan and Josh Dugan and Blake Ferguson weren't well, they part of the well, team? Well, I think the question needs to be: Will Cameron Smith, Will uh, Cooper Cronk, Will Paul Gallen be part of that team, Ben? Corey that you're talking Parker. about in 2017. Jonathan Thurston. That's right. And and but do you have to make that decision today? Do well, you... I think so because if you're looking towards winning a World Cup in 17, don't you need to start planning for the future, well and truly before that tournament actually hits? Because what do we just throw a player in that's never played a Test match before and think that he's going to perform? What if he's played six or seven Origins? Surely that's readying him for Test match football. Well, I, I, I don't. Well, I don't think that at the moment that Origin, or, Origins, obviously is a big, big game. But the Australian side is coming up against a Kiwi side, which is absolutely will be firing at that point, and a Pommy side that is coached by Wayne Bennett, which will be much, much Ooh. better. So I think the Australian side is in a bit of trouble with uh, the other way the other countries are performing. All right, you're listening to Off the Bench. Thanks to Holden Kubota. Up next, we're going to get through another round of Rock's Life Advice. Can't wait for that. And chat with Paul Fatty Vorton. Does he ground it? Yes. For Holden, you're listening to Off the Bench. Then I can Mark Corbett and Paul Dyer here on Off the Bench. All thanks to Holden. Step up to huge end of financial year deals at Holden now. Like three years free servicing across the Holden SUV range. Holden, let's go there. Boys, you watching Channel 9 last Sunday night? I yes. actually did watch this. You did? I did. Yeah. It was yeah, unbelievable. I, I'm a tragic. Right? Not again. It was the Logies. Not again. And not many people have won 10 of them. We've got a man on the line right now who unbelievably has able to pull it off. He was also one of the great rugby league players for Manly, Queensland and Australia. Uh, was my coach in the 1995 winning State of Origin series. I don't know how he pulled that one off, but he's joining us now. His name's Paul Vorton. He's better known as Fatty. G'day, Fat. Hello, Benny. Hello, Mark. And, uh, Hello, Fat. Oh, here we go. Hello, Paul. The, the gift Hello, that Tim. keeps on giving. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. I, well, I can't believe we won another Logie, but I'll tell you what I can't believe, you blokes are still on air. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in the, in the theme of that comment, I need to ask you, how does a bloke who's done no research and no preparation for 25 years keep himself an award-winning television program and win 10 Logies in the process? I fluke it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fluke that keeps on giving. Now, oh, but, well, it's a great show to work on. I mean, the thing about it is I don't try too hard. You know, it's just, that's that's how it works, champ. And, um, you know, most of the time we sort of get it right. And when, when we don't, it's probably even better. So, so a question. Sort of Sorry, mate. Work. A question on the actual leg itself, the statue or whatever. What is it? It's a yeah. little plaque or... Yeah, a little something, yeah. Is that, um, is that something that uh, you take home or is it something that gets uh, sat in the offices of Channel 9? Mm, most of them, well, no one knows where most of them are. I've actually Your place? got one. Right. <laughs> no, 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 I've got one... 
from 2011 at, at my place on the Gold Coast. So it's sitting just behind the four Dally M's. But, you know, I'm still, I'm still quite... I'm still quite... It's, mate, I'm quite proud of it, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a great show to work on, and, and it's, it's a reward. You know, the awards are a reward for the people who actually work on the show behind the scenes to me, you know, the executive producers and all the producers that work on it. And it mate, it's good for them, you know, on their CV... They've worked on a show that won a Logie, and it's good for them as they drift through the industry. Tell us about the Logie parties, because I, I read a little snippet somewhere through the week that uh, you were up dancing and quite enjoyed yourself at the oh, 2016 something. after party. Mm. Yeah, I normally, I'm normally, because, you know, I'm nearly 57, so I normally head to bed straight after we get our Logie, about 7.30. Um, <laughs> but I, I actually, no, that's true. I just go, I've had enough, I'll see you later. Because I've never, I never, never been air-kissed so many times by all these people I don't even know, you know. <laughs> and so I, I actually got on the drink and had a, quite a few with the, you know, the big man and Erin. She's a good sport, Erin. And, and Bo was there with his wife and Glennie Pallister, our executive producer. We had a great night. And I'm, I pulled up to about 2.30, which wow. is really a record. It's a record for me. But um, Some, was dance with anyone, I, I the blue. I was actually, you know, the blue that at me between that actor oh, and yeah. the, the Malad actor. Yep. I bumped him in the lifts going down and he said, oh, mate, I'm a big fan of the show, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, yeah. I said, who are you? And he said, I played Ivan Malat. And he actually, he half I looked like him. I expected to get a stab in the guts or something. But he, And then later on, he king at this bloke and he's in all sorts of trouble. I missed that. <laughs> Wow. So yeah. they all get full of the pen and ink. and Oh, they all get full of the juice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think other stuff as well. Right. Best and wor- so best and worst behave over your, how many years you've been going to the Logies? Yeah, yeah, for a long time. Um, best behaved, as in what? No, no, best and worst behave. So who's good company? Who's been your favourite to have a chat with? Oh, I like the guys from the AFL footy show. Um, I actually had a really good chat with Billy Brownless. Yeah. Um, before the before we had a drink and mate he's a lovely guy and he's tragic you know what's happened with him yep. but um, you know he's just getting on um, he said he hasn't actually spoken to Gary Lyon since the incident and probably doesn't expect it because he doesn't know what to say you know but yep. but he's he's a great fellow and Jimmy Brayshaw they're they're good fellows mate Sam Newman he barred it about eight years ago he <laughs> he said no. Nah, he said, I'd rather run nude through Antarctica than go <laughs> onto the Logies. He said, it's torture. So he doesn't go. But, and look, you know, some of the some of the actors get pretty loose on a night like that night. Um, you know, so, and I think there's a there's a few substances involved, but it's, look, it's not a bad night. But yeah. to speak, I mean, Noni Hazelhurst, seriously, there were people falling asleep. 25 minutes she spoke for. 25 <laughs> minutes? Stop, yeah. Oh, wrap it up. Job it up, mate. You know. Uh, you're I'm on fire. to win the award, but, mate, please. Yeah, now uh, let's get on to the footy. Who do you see challenging the two Queensland teams, uh, the Broncos and the Cowboys, in 2016? They're going great, aren't they? No one. I, really? I, I, think it's, I think it's those two are up at the top, and it's, so you're rating it out of 10. They're... they're Nine and a half at this stage and building up, and the other I think the oh, the next best team might be a seven to me, and uh, you know it's it's probably a, a field of about four in that. Uh, Cronulla are there, you know, they're improving, but you have got to wonder about Cronulla. A lot of those guys haven't played semi-finals ever, and how they'll go in semi-final football. But at this stage, you know they're they're probably the next best to me. I mean, it wasn't a flip that they beat Brisbane. They played really really well to beat them, a big first half, and they only scored two points in the second half. But um, when Brisbane came home, but you know they showed they can mix it with the big guys, you know. Uh, look after after that. I don't know. I, look, I actually 
I do think the Roosters are going to go on a run. Uh, um, they had their first win. Mitchell Pearce came back. Uh, Jared Weir Hargraves came back. They look more settled with those two in the side. I think they're going to have a good run. And I reckon they'll make the top eight and maybe can feature after that. Fat Origin's nearly upon us again. And obviously, uh, change of coach. Team's a little bit Queensland, I'm talking about. A little bit older this year. Any concerns in this year's series for Queensland? Well, I haven't. I, I, I haven't at this stage until I see what New South Wales do. And it all depends on what team they pick. If they're going to continue to pick the same team they have for the last six, seven, eight years, then they'll get beaten again. And this is Queensland are solid. There, there's hardly any difference uh, in the team now than there was six years ago. Only the players have got old and, and fallen by the wayside, dropped out. But all those guys, you know, Cameron Smith, Jonathan Thurston, you know, they just keep on keeping on. And they're still playing as good as ever. And there's some guy, look, for example, Nate Miles, he's probably not in the best of form at Manly, but even at his age at, say, 31, he'll still produce fantastic game for Queensland. That's just how it works. Uh, but And if New South Wales continue to pick the same place, they'll get beaten again. Simple as that. So how I look at it is, you know, when I used to play for footy and you'd look in the opposing team, you'd see players you don't really want to play against, right? And yeah. in this New South Wales seed, I can't see a, a, any players that I, oh, well, I'm frightened of him or I've got to watch him. It's like, oh, well, I'll handle him. I'll, I'll take care of him. No drama. No, that's right. They've got to change things, right? They've got to pick a Tedesco. They've got to pick a Blake Austin. They've got to pick Bryce Cartwright. They've got to pick players who are different and can change New South Wales' game. And it's the only way they can win, and they seem reluctant to me to do that. And I don't understand why, because they'll get beaten again uh, if, they, if they pick the same players. Yeah, and won't we be uh, smiling for it? Hey, uh, Fat, appreciate your time. Congrats again on Logie number 10, and uh, enjoy the rest of the season working with Channel 9 on the footy show and back on the commentary, I see. How good's that? I uh, love, love the commentary. Well, you know, it all depends who who's the flavour of the month, and um, had a guy there who just uh, brushed me for about six years, and a new guy comes in, and, uh, and he goes, yeah, you're good, I'm going to use you. So, mate, it's all good. You know, yeah. so it's all good, mate, just rolling on. Thanks, mate. We'll see you on the golf course. Uh, I can't wait, Ben. Your one is as good as anyone's, and Corvo, I need you to make a comeback, champ. <laughs> there he was, the host of the footy show, Paul Fatty Vorton. Hey, see you, mate. Uh, listening to this, it's all good. <laughs> see you, mate. Thanks, Fat. See you, boys. See you, mate. Bye. All right, what a legend uh, Fatty is. He's had an impact on all of our lives. He's a good friend to myself and Mark Corbo, and it's great to see him still doing great things on TV. All right, uh, let's get into Rock's life advice. Uh, dear Paul, I'm looking for a bit of inspiration in my own life and was wondering if you could step me through your own personal philosophy of success. Mm. I, I, Mm. Gee, I'll be interested to hear this one, especially considering you've achieved so much in your life. Seriously? Who is this person? Actually, yeah. it's Gladys from Adelaide. Oh, Your philosophy of success, Gladys would like to know. Oh, well, As you know, Ben, I actually do have a life philosophy. What is that? Some called? people, I don't like to say it out loud too often, but it is that my goal in life is yeah. to earn as much money as I can yeah. doing as little as possible. Okay. I think that's good advice for the listener, for Gladys. No, no, no. That's good. <laughs> it's it's good to have that philosophy, but how do you get there? 
Oh, well, tell us a bit about this um, bartering sort of system that you yeah. have going. Give us a little bit well, of something there. Well, I don't have there. a bartering system. Well, I've just do. got a lot of friends. Yeah. I think that if you've got friends in high places, you use them to your okay. advantage. Okay. How do you use them, Paul? No, I just ask them to help me out from time to time, and they ask the same of me. So you may be able to provide a service to them, and then they can yep. provide a service so in you return. Heard... No, that's called contra. Yeah, have you, uh, yeah, you, have you heard words that. like that before, Mark? Trading, yes. uh, bartering. Yes. You can't do that, boys. Contra. Swapping. Conning. Yes. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Asking. Okay. Well, is this my advice or is yeah. this your advice? So, Gladys, basically what Paul's saying is if you don't put your plate out, you get no pudding. I hope that's helped you. <laughs> uh, the Super Saturday Preview. With Ben Ike and Mark Corbin, Paul Dyer here on Off the Bench. Uh, and it's time now to get into the Super Saturday games. Three cracking matches, uh, two of them at the same venue. Uh, but let's start with the Panthers and the Warriors, AMI Stadium in Christchurch. And I read through the week that uh, while the Panthers were in Christchurch, mm. they sort of suffered through a, a little earthquake, 4.7 on yeah. the Richter scale. That's not to be sneezed at. I saw some uh, tweets from the players and they were like, Apparently, guys were jumping around all over the place, um, which you would be. I mean, it'd be something you haven't experienced before. I imagine it'd be pretty frightening. So, so uh, the Warriors back in round eight had a horrible loss to the Melbourne Storm. That was in Melbourne, and six players went and got themselves into a party and misused prescription drugs. So they were dropped. Uh, the Warriors rebounded with a great victory over the Dragons in round nine. Rep round has been and gone. Two of those six players that were stood down are back into the team. That's Bodine Thompson and Ben Madalino. And they take on a Panther side, who I think is probably a, a, a better footy team than where we're seeing them on the ladder. They've broken an all-time record. So nine rounds in, their average margin in each game they've played is three points. Yeah. They are in every match. Yeah, that's a good rap for uh, Anthony Griffin in the sense that, you know, they're obviously a lot better football side than they were this time last year. Um, I, I think the other key ins for the Warriors has been um, two players returning from injury too in their fullback and their 5'8", which will obviously add a touch of Good class. Good player. So that's Tui Lola here at fullback and Thomas Lulawai at 5'8". Yeah, so I, I, look, I think the Warriors will be really hard to beat over there. Um, you know, the Panthers, you know, f- the only issue that we face is that Ben whilst we're talking about the lo- the margins that they've been losing by, the, res- the actual result is a loss. And you can't get that back. And so you've got to start winning games to get points. Well, the thing is that whenever they win or lose, it's never by much. Yeah, yeah. so they're in the game. And yes. that's the thing that I think will get the Panthers home over the Warriors is that they're a hard and tough side who don't beat themselves. So Whereas the Warriors are the complete opposite. I and, think the Panthers will win. And they play with a bit of skill. Yeah. I reckon... Bryce Cartwright and Tyrone Peachy, who's coming off the bench, mind you, uh, will come back full of confidence after that performance in the city country mm. on the weekend. They were outstanding. Yeah, I mean, we tend to bag the game city country, but for players like that, um, the experience they get is uh, priceless. So you're right, I think they will come back better players. And yeah, look, for me, Panthers will be too good. All right, so we're all on Penrith to beat the Warriors, but it should, should be a good game. I'll tell you what's going to be even better. A sellout crowd at Suncorp Stadium on Saturday night for the, the doubleheader. Kicks off with the Storm and the Cowboys. Finishes with the Seagulls and the Broncos. So these are home games for the two out-of-Queensland teams, the Storm and the Seagulls. I think the Storm-Cowboys game is going to be an absolute belter. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think... Um, well, you got three of the top four sides playing on the day. Obviously, the Storm and Cowboys are, are two of those teams. Um, for me, the Storm have done really, really well, I think, to be where they're at 
currently, and that's a, obviously a wrap for the coach and the players for what they've done. But I just don't think they have enough strike uh, power. I think, you know, Corabidi being out, obviously Billy Slater, uh, Will Chambers not playing this. They lack that strike power to win against the best sides in the competition, I think, such as the Cowboys, who, when you look at them, have strike power all over the field. And I think that'll be the difference in the game. You know, I thought that myself, Mark. Yes. You know, when I look at the Storm, they lack the brilliance. And then I picked up my uh, notes from my producer for 360 this week. Storm are the first in the NRL for line breaks. Mm. Storm are second in the NRL for run meters and tackle busts. Storm are first in the NRL for fewest missed tackles. Storm are first in the NRL for fewest line breaks conceded. Storm are second in the NRL for most tackles inside their own 20 meter zone. Storm completion rate of 80% is first in the NRL. Well, that's not surprising. They are getting a stack right. But the line breaks one was the thing that got me because when you think line breaks, you think brilliant sides, great attacking footy. Yep, but... You kind of don't get that feel when you watch the Melbourne Storm. It's more programmed, it's more clinical, and you think they get home off the back of their discipline and completion rates more than anything. But they're obviously doing enough right with the ball to create opportunities. Well, when you watch the Storm play, and Cooper Cronk, obviously, and Cameron Smith, they provide space for their runners, which gives them the opportunity to make those line breaks. Um, So that, that doesn't surprise me, but I just don't think in the biggest games against the best size, that they do have that strike power to beat someone like the Cowboys. Good point. Second game in the double header sees the Manly Seagulls host the Brisbane Broncos. So they're going to be in the way sheds at their own ground. Brisbane, unbelievable. But uh, big outs for Manly. Brett Stewart, Steve Maddai, and uh, Tom Travojevic has to undergo a fitness test. But losing your fullback and starting centre... That's going to be a, uh, a real uh, barrier to overcome for Manly against the Broncos side, who themselves have a couple of big outs in, in Adam Blair and Andrew McCulloch. But, Paul, which way do you see this one going? Oh, look, I think Brisbane will be winning. It's a uh, Whilst they're not the home team, they're at their home ground, and I think the support will all be on Brisbane. You know, as Mark said, I just think, you know, it's a, it's a race in two at the moment between the Broncos and Cowboys, and I think Manly are probably just a little bit off this side. And remember, you can catch all three Super Saturday games live, ad-free, and in HD on Fox Sports 501. Mr. Reliable for Kubota. Need reliable, dependable backup power? Always use Kubota diesel generators. Yes, time for our Mr. Reliable. If you need reliable, dependable backup power, always use Kubota diesel generators. Call now for your nearest dealer on 1300-582-582 or visit kubota.com.au. Kubota generators for generations. If you're in New South Wales, head to Industrial Replacements, 1 Sharon Road, Batemans Bay. That's an area you know well, Mark Corbett. That's my hood. That's where I grew up, going down the coast. All right, I've gone for an interesting choice this week, a player manager that are sometimes in the press for the wrong reasons, and this man is no different. Sam Ayub, the manager of Nathan Peets, who was also my agent back when I was playing. He did a terrific job for me, Sam. And unprompted, Nathan Peets, when he was in at Fox Sports through the week doing NRL 360, just waxed lyrical about Sam Ayub's management of his exodus and extrication from Parramatta to the Gold Coast Titans. Said he did not believe it could happen. He didn't know how it happened, but he knows it wouldn't have happened without the support and professionalism of his manager, Sam Ayub. So a big, big rap to Sam Ayub. Paul, you've gone the coach of the Papua New Guinea national team. Yeah, I had to go to Papua, Michael Murray, because he's an under-profile coach. You know, he obviously doesn't have a big profile. He coaches the uh, Hunters in the Queensland Cup, the Interest Super Cup here in Queensland. But he took over from a really high-profile coach mm-hmm. in Mal Meninga. 
to coach this Kummel side. Now, I don't know whether you're aware, Mark, but this side, PNG, has never won an international away from PNG in the last 16 years. And they so did it. They've had a victory against Fiji, and it's their first one away from foreign soil, uh, away from their home soil, sorry, on foreign territory in the first time in 16 years. So he obviously does pretty good job. He's a low-profile guy from Papua New Guinea, and I think he's obviously the right appointment for this team. All right, Mark, you've gone to the world of tennis and one of your favourite human beings, Nick Kyrgios. Why? Yeah, and look, I, I mean, he is one of my favourites, and I know I'm probably in the minority there. He's, he's much maligned. He cops a lot of flack. Um, you know, his behaviour is often questioned. But you know what? The guy's a superstar tennis player. He's got talent coming out of his ears. Um he may well say stupid things on the court. He may do silly things off the court, but he's interesting. He's growing and, up in and, full public view, isn't and he? And he will be in the top five tennis players in the world in the next 12 months. You're listening to Off the Bench for Holden Kubota. Up next, we get all the latest odds for the weekend's footy and preview the remaining games in round 10. Odds update for sportsbet.com.au. Ben Eichen, Mark Corbin, and Paul Dyer here on Off the Bench. Time now to get all the latest odds and specials for the weekend sport. Thanks to sportsbet.com.au as we welcome in Christian Jensen. Hello, Christian. Hello, boys. Good to talk to you. Yes. Uh, now, uh, three big games in Super Saturday in the NRL. Uh, two of them played out of the one venue. But before we get to the double header, kick us off with the Panthers and the Warriors at AMI Stadium in Christchurch. Oh, the punters really love the Panthers here. Seven times the money on them. They're a dollar sixty, so they're very backable. You'll get two forty if you want the Warriors. Now Penrith have won five of the last six against New Zealand. And don't worry about Christchurch. It's not going to favour the Warriors. They've lost both times they've played there. Wow. All right. Double header, as I say. Uh, Suncorp Stadium will be sold out, and uh, two very good games. First, it's the Storm up against the Cowboys. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many punters are going. Uh, the two Queensland teams in a multi here with our new multi-builder. But the Cowboys, firstly, $1.45. Melbourne, two eighty-five, which is a great price considering how they've been playing. And they've won nine of the last ten at Suncorp Stadium. Look, both have been backed at 1-12 to 12 there. Uh, almost 50-50 dollar for dollar in the head-to-head market. So punters like the value for the Storm. Okay, and the Seagulls and Broncos, uh, they're down troops, uh, Manly. They've lost uh, Brett Stewart and Steve Maddai. Tom Travojevic still has to undergo a fitness test, so they've been weakened. Uh, the Broncos themselves without a couple of stars, Adam Blair and Andrew McCulloch. Yeah, but as soon as we heard about Brett Stewart and Steve Maddai, Manly went from 485 to 575 outside. Huge price, isn't it? The Broncos, fifteen. Not sure if you can back them at that price, but maybe you want to take them at 13 and a half. Minus 13.5 if you want to take the Broncos. All right. Two games on Sunday. It starts in Newcastle when the Knights host the Sharks at Hunter Stadium. Well, understandably, Cronulla very short. $1.19, the best backside of the entire round. You'll get a dollar seventy-five for thirteen plus. That might be the way to go. Or well, the line is minus fourteen. Ninety-five percent of money on the Sharks at that price. Newcastle. $5. Interesting game at uh, ANZ Stadium on Sunday afternoon. The West Tigers, who welcome back Aaron Woods, up against a, a very inconsistent Bulldog side. Yeah, punters smell an upset here and value. three thirty for the West Tigers. Canterbury, not much uh, action there at $1.35. They have won seven of the last nine against the Tigers. So, uh, the line plus eight and a half. They're backing the Tigers all day and also one to 12 for West there. All right, and uh, how are the punters feeling about a, a Titan side that have gone and recruited themselves a, a dummy half mid-season? Nathan Peetz, he won't be in this game when they take on the Roosters at Seabus Super Stadium on Monday night. Yeah, there'd have to be some sort of hope at $2.85, but the Roosters, $1.45, they look like they've got their team back now, don't they? Uh, but only slightly more money on the Roosters in the head-to-head. 
Uh, there's actually more on the draw than a Titan 13 plus, so I don't think we'll be seeing them run away with that one. All right, we're in the middle of May, and State of Origin one kicks off Wednesday, the 1st of June. Now, what's the Origin market doing at the moment? Well, Benny, you'll disagree with me. We've got the Blues as favourites. Oh, what do you think of that? No, no good, no good. No, but I mean, there's a bit of value there for us uh, Queenslanders, I suppose. Well, I mean, you'll be happy with two dollars in an yes. Origin game. We'll take five that. Times the money. Five times the money on the Maroons there. So I'm not surprised. Look, I'm from New South Wales. I'm with you there. How about Corey Oates? He's the $11 favourite and best back to score first try. Hunters clearly think he's going to get that wing spot. That's right. Yeah, Corey Oates. I mean, he's going to get a, uh, a chance at some point. But Kevy Walters in his first season, whether or not he takes the risk remains to be mm. seen. But, uh, yeah, good value there for the uh, Maroons. And speaking of Queensland, uh, Group 1 Racing. It's Brisbane this weekend. It's the BTC Cup at Doombin. Yeah, it's the start of the winter carnival, really, the first group one. Japanese are all the rage. Look, it's $5 into three ninety, so it's displaced Fell Swoopers' favourite, who's massively on the drift, $4 out to $4.80. Malaguerre is $6, a question mark over whether it's a wait for age horse. Artley at 9 and Counter-Attack, another of Chris Waller's runners, apart from Japanisma, at $10. And yeah, make sure you check out the new Sportsbet Multi-Builder, the easiest way to put on a multi. Download the Sportsbet app today, and please remember to gamble responsibly. Christian Jansen, thanks for your time. Thanks very much. Enjoy the weekend. Drinkwise match day matchups. Don't miss the best bits of the footy. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Yes, let's face it, no one likes missing a game-changing moment, especially when it comes to the footy. Uh, so remember, you won't miss a moment if you drink wise. To find out more, head to drinkwise.org.au. I, I want one of you blokes in the next week to jump on that website and tell me what Drinkwise is all about. Okay? Paul, that's for you. Yeah, well, mate. Most of we might do it in Rock's Life Advice oh. next week. Uh, let's get through the Sunday-Monday games. First off, Knights and Sharks, Hunter Stadium. Uh, I don't think there's much love from the market, as we were just told, for the Newcastle side. Are you feeling the same way about this match? Yeah, look, I mean, the Sharks, um, like we think at the moment, probably the third or fourth best team in this competition. Uh, the Knights are probably the 16th best team <laughs> in this competition. So I see, you know, nothing but a Sharks victory. I mean, the... Look, the Knights have shown some glimpses of some form, um, but not enough to be competitive in the competition. Um, a good week for them in re-signing in the Safatiti brothers. Is that how you say it, Ben? Uh-huh. David and the twins that play for Newcastle both re-signed. So that was a good uh, good win for them this okay, week. Okay, the uh, West Tigers and the Bulldogs go at it at ANZ Stadium Sunday afternoon. Paul, this one tip? could be a good game, Ben. Aaron Woods is back for the Tigers. I can see this one being a bit of a contest, to be honest. I think Canterbury will probably end up winning, but I think West Tigers will be right in this game and uh, could have a little boil over here because the Bulldogs just haven't been at their best this year, have they? You know, they seem to be rocks of diamonds. Um, and I just think with the uh, the Tigers, they've got enough X-factor in that side to uh, to get themselves over the line. But I'll be on the dogs, but the Tigers will be right in it. All right, Titans and Roosters Monday night. Quick tip. Look, Roosters will get on a run. As the, our great man, the Fat, said, he thinks the Roosters will uh, challenge for the top eight, and I think um, that they'll win this game pretty easily. Paul, you with the Roosters in this one? Sure am, Yeah, ben. let's make it three tips for the Roosters in Monday night footy over the Titans. That's it. So we've got time for today, gents. You've been listening to Off the Bench for Holden and Kubota. Thanks to your company, and enjoy the weekend of footy. Does he ground it? Yes. For Holden, you're listening to Off the Bench.